Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Never before, on its most triumphant day, the citadel of American democracy enveloped in security, fortified against unprecedented threat. For over one and a half centuries, people have come from all over the world to witness and commemorate this historic event. However, this year will be significantly different. President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration will be unlike any other that we've seen in modern history with that heightened security in D.C. and the overcast of the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, I get the sense that the inauguration is going to feel a bit like our dress rehearsal, right? Because there's going to be no crowd. Joe Biden will deliver a speech from the traditional spot at the Capitol. We've seen that. But the crowds will be replaced by a sea of flags. We have never seen that. It's going to be spaced out. It's going to feel like an empty set. And the Capitol is a set, a television set this time, um, not a theater the way that it's usually used with a roaring crowd responding to the energy. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We don't have that. Instead, most people are scared. Tonight, the FBI on edge about the threat of improvised explosive devices on Inauguration Day and the threat to political leaders, saying the January 6th attack on the Capitol likely emboldened domestic extremists. I spoke to Washington, D.C.'s deputy mayor, and he said, we want this to be the smallest inauguration in history. That is the goal. The streets are deserted. Storefronts are boarded up. Much of the National Mall is closed. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Tara Palmieri on the inauguration of Joe Biden and the arrival of a new hyper-secure Washington. Well, we know the National Guard is involved. We know that the D.C. police are involved, the FBI. Basically, every branch of law enforcement is chipping in on this one. In Washington, D.C. this morning, businesses are boarded up. The National Mall and its landmarks off limits to the public. The inauguration site, the U.S. I saw a bus full of uh, National Guardsmen just getting out. It was like a coach bus getting out of this this bus into a, a nearby hotel. It just feels like the city is actually packed with law enforcement officials rather than revelers, which is a different feeling. Um, you know, I was wondering about hotel capacity. It seems like it's filled, but it's filled with cops. Tonight, thousands of National Guard troops are on duty in Washington. By Wednesday, there will be 25,000 troops. Four bridges into the city will be closed. Massive trucks like this station around this city. Five times the number of American troops in Iraq and Afghanistan guarding D.C. You know, it wasn't going to be the same type of inauguration. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It just wouldn't be the right thing to congregate people. But truly, there will be people congregated. They're emergency workers. They're, they're law enforcement. Our mission here is to protect our people and our property. And so we're going to do everything to make sure that they're successful. They're there to protect us in this time when there's so many other things unknown and unseen things we need to be protecting ourselves from, like the disease around us. So it just seems like so many compounding issues right now. Um, DC's on edge. They're telling us to stay home. I'm in DC right now, but, you know, as a journalist, it's hard to stay away from it. But I like, you know, some of our colleagues picked up bulletproof vests because they're going to be down by the Capitol. What do we know about potential security problems today? Like, I know the FBI has been vetting troops over fears of an inside attack. Uh, Tuesday, the National Guard removed several troops because of concerning past behavior. Are there any legitimate threats we should know about here? 
I mean, there definitely is concern about like an inside assault. And I know that they've been aware of that and vetting their own troops and ranks in law enforcement. Um, but also they've confiscated arms. A Virginia man arrested at a D.C. checkpoint with an unauthorized inauguration credential. Police say he had a loaded handgun and 500 rounds of ammunition. There's tons of stops um, around this zone. I, they're calling it like the green zone, like in the Middle East. And they're stopping traffic. They're closing bridges down. Can't get to any subway stations in the middle of town. I mean, don't even bother going to work tomorrow if you have to. It's a crazy time to be in Washington, D.C. I'm feeling a little on edge and I'm a little bit outside of the center of town. But, you know, I'm going to put my car in a garage. That's for sure. Who knows what's going to happen? So this ceremony, Biden's speech, it comes exactly two weeks after the deadly insurrection at the Capitol by supporters of President Trump. who wanted to overturn Biden's victory. What do you think is the message the nation needs to hear from Joe Biden today? I think Joe Biden needs to acknowledge the divisions. He needs to acknowledge the differences right now. And he needs to try to steer away from being hyper-partisan, from being polarizing. Maybe he needs to use that, you know, average Joe appeal. This is the United States of America. There's never, ever, 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 ever been a thing we've tried to do that we've done it together. We've not been able to do it. Um, to try to maybe win over some of uh, Trump's base to kind of tamp down some of these conspiracies and, and these um, this extremism. I think bringing another firebrand in after we're losing a firebrand probably isn't the way to deal with this. If he's coming in with a soft touch, that might be the way to go, right? Um, this is a task that I don't think many could handle, but he's a pretty established statesman, so I think he can probably figure it out. Um, And we'll see where the country moves from here. This is a weird question to ask, but given everything that's going on, should people, you know, have any lack of confidence that there will be a successful and peaceful transition of power today? I wish I could answer that definitively. I would have never imagined if someone told me people are going to rise up outside of the Capitol and charge the doors. I don't know. That's scary to say that? I don't know. I mean, do you think that uncertainty and the intense security we're seeing surrounding what's, you know, usually a celebratory event, what do you think it tells us about where we are and what sort of future the capital of the U.S. is looking at? This heightened sense of security and alertness in D.C. is not going away. Like, they're not going to let their guard down so that January 21, we have another insurrection. So, like, we should expect to live in a place that just experienced a major attack. And we have to get used to that. And it's, I think, all these barriers and the police presence, it's just a reminder of the instability in our country right now. And it's going to be, I think, a rough transition. And hopefully one day... Sooner rather than later, you know, we'll start to feel a little bit more at ease. Tara, Paul, Mary, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. 
Tara Palmieri is one of four new co-authors of the Politico Playbook newsletter, your daily unofficial guide to official Washington, alongside Ryan Lizza, Rachel Bade, and Eugene Daniels. You can find their latest edition and our coverage of today's inauguration at politico.com slash playbook. Also today, the U.S. has hit another grim milestone in the coronavirus pandemic. According to Johns Hopkins University, the nation has now topped 400,000 deaths from COVID. The staggering toll comes amid a struggling national vaccination effort and a rise in infections. So far, the U.S. has seen about 23 million cases of COVID, with the number of new cases each day now averaging over 230,000. Daily deaths have averaged more than 3,000 over the last week. And according to the COVID tracking project, about 130,000 people are hospitalized with the infection. And federal prosecutors are preparing to charge a 22-year-old woman with felony theft for allegedly taking a laptop from Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. And they're urging a Harrisburg area judge to deny her bail. Riley June Williams, who was already facing misdemeanor charges for her presence in the Capitol during the violent riots on January 6th, was arrested Monday after first fleeing from police. The initial evidence against her included witness testimony suggesting that she told friends she planned to sell Pelosi's laptop to Russian intelligence, but the first batch of charges against Williams did not include the theft. By elevating the case against her, prosecutors are indicating they believe she is the culprit behind the theft of a laptop from Pelosi's office. Aides to Pelosi say the laptop was only used for presentations. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, you can help us out by leaving a rating and review in your favorite podcast app and by telling a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.